Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. I passionately believe we need to create and grow a sense of community between the innovators and real estate agents and property owners, and sharing our stories is a great way to do that. Now, the aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible and to explore the issues and challenges raised by the tech and how they can create amazing property experiences. And my guest in this episode is Mostyn Howe, founder of UbiPark, a digital parking platform that makes it easy for us to travel smarter. Now, you may be wondering what has parking got to do with real estate? But did you know that 30% of urban traffic congestion is actually caused by people looking for parking? And in cities like London and Paris, a typical driver loses 165 hours a year being caught in traffic. Ugh. So UbiPark helps building owners manage the parking experience with a white label app that both improves how tenants can use their parking spaces and speeds up entering and exiting parking without the need to fall out the window, as I have been known to do, to grab one of those annoying tickets. So here to tell us all about how parking is actually a very sexy issue that as building owners and managers, we in real estate should really care about, Austin Howe, welcome to the PropTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Kyle. It's great to have you on the show. So I am fascinated by this idea that something like UbiPark is a PropTech. So I want to hear your elevator pitch. (laughs) <laughs> Very good. Uh, well, Ubibox digitalised the entire parking transaction, allowing the motorists to search, navigate, access and pay um, from their smartphone and soon to be in the dash of the car with the deal we've just done with Porsche. And so from a prop tech point of view, we, we're solving problems for the for the tenant as well as the property owner. So with the property owner, it's it's solving solutions around efficiencies and automation and providing better customer experience back to the tenant. And with the tenant, we're, we're doing a lot of different things for them at the moment where uh, we've obviously got a, a contactless parking product, which is um, meeting all the COVID-19 safety requirements. And we fit into these return to work plans by allowing flexibility and, and automatically allowing staff to share parking spaces um, mm. as they return to work. Because in the commercial space, the like access to transport and and being able to park your car or being able to get to the office or or get to where you want to go, that can be a big decider in in how people are uh, choosing the property that they're going to let. Yeah, I think it's a big decision. And parking is obviously your first and your last um, impression for probably the main um, the main customers of, of the building being probably the CEO of the tenant. Um, so those, those first impressions and last impressions are, are super important. But we're also looking at from an entire mobility point of view. So how can we help get uh, people in and out of the buildings as, as efficiently and quickly as possible? Mm, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Um, you think about all these absolutely gorgeous um, big commercial buildings that are, are in some of our sitting cities and then the the shitty parking stations that are at the bottom of them, that idea that the first and last impression that you have is of the parking station. How does Ubi Park fix that? Yeah, I think uh, first thing I do in my presentations is I show a, a great photo of a, a wonderful foyer. I use the one at 367 Collins Street a fair bit. And then I'll show the uh, photo of the car park. And 
obviously the first impression as you walk into that foyer is amazing and and, the, and you, you know getting up the lifts and and um and into you know visit someone in the office is is a great experience uh but it's not the same in the in the parking um uh location so you know we're, we're we're bringing it into the digital world so you know a lot of our solutions are ticket based and, and pass card based um they're archaic uh, people are queuing up uh, things break down so we've brought that all onto the smartphone um mm-hmm. but but we've also um and we're allowing people to do the entire transaction so we call it snap search navigate access and pay directly from that smartphone um one thing there is uh, if you've got existing technology we can plug into that technology and, and just digit, digitize it from there so you don't have to spend a lot of money um, to retrofit the solution in okay awesome so so let's talk about this very sexy issue of parking because I've seen you present before and I know you've got some great stuff to say about that how big a problem is parking in dollar terms or hours wasted or you know impact on the environment help us get a handle on why this is such a big issue yeah, so yeah, parking uh, contributes to about 30% of our um, traffic congestion in our cities, which is obviously causing a lot of lost productivity. Places like Paris and, and London, uh, um, people are losing around 165 hours a year um, being caught in traffic oh congestion. Um, yeah. Even places like Singapore, which you find very efficient, they're losing around 40 hours uh, per, per annum. Um, so it's a really big impact to to, to the congestion and, and, and getting around our cities. Um, to the property owner, I think there's, there's a couple of different things. Um, so the impact of revenue also impacts uh, the value of the building. So there's been a real impact from COVID-19 with parking revenues tied. But obviously, it's not just the, the revenue or the rent, it's also the valuation of the building. Um, and, and, and having those assets working really well and, and getting the utilisation and the yield through uh, your parking obviously then helps the valuation of the building as well. Yeah, okay. So I'm the owner of a big commercial building. My parking is an asset as part of that because I'm getting both rent and um, I'm getting rent from it basically and I've got someone else to manage it for me like a, a Wilson or a Secure Parking or one of those other big companies. What's the impact of COVID? So, and with everyone staying at home over the COVID period, what has the impact of that been on parking in major buildings around the country? Oh, it's been, been massive. Uh, the impact to a property owner, the large property owners, especially with uh, CBD buildings with big parking operations. Um, a lot of our uh, property owners will, will do a lease agreement with a Wilson or a Secure and pretty much the lease agreements, the large lease agreements have died um, considerably. So someone like Dexas next year are coming up, they have a, a, a lease deal that they do every five years. Wilson and Secure will fight normally very, very hard to, to win that business. Um, I'd, I'd be, if I was Darren Steinberg, I'd be a little concerned around my um, lease agreements next year. And, and they are, the, the property owners that we are speaking to have um, obviously been through either rent negotiations or, or some of the operators have completely walked away from, from locations. Um, so there's a whole mindset change in, in the industry, in the property industry, on, on what the operator can do for them. Um, but it's not the big rent number anymore. Right. So, so for a property owner, 
um, UbiPark's able to replace a secure parking or a or a Wilson or like a bigger a bigger organisation or are they or do you work with them or do you work directly with the property managers of those businesses of the of those buildings? It's probably all of the above, Kylie. So we're um, a technology platform that can work with the operator and help the operator be more efficient. Um, especially in a managed uh, parking situation, like agreement, we, we can provide all the data in our dashboard back to um, yeah, the property owner that's uh, coming automatically through all the different parking solutions. Uh, we can still streamline all the, the customer experience and provide the agile parking solutions we do to the tenants and become like a, um, you know, where a Wilson or Secure might need to use a pass card reader from the building management system to get the the monthly parkers in and out, they can use the the um, Park system exactly the same way. But we're also seeing a real shift in the market to property owners looking at running their own operations, and we can obviously help them do that. Um, you know, the first thing is obviously all the efficiencies and, and streamlining all the processes, taking away all the manual and paper-based processes. Um, but allowing, you know, our technology allows the tenants to manage their own parking um, around a set of business rules set by the, the property owner, um, allowing them to add and, and delete users and, and allowing them their staff to share parking spaces automatically under the set of business rules set by the property owner. So give me an example of that. So I'm the CEO of a company and I'm off on holidays for two weeks. I can lend my account, my, my parking space to someone else or...? Yeah, you, so there's a, a couple of different uh, solutions for it, but yeah, the first one is the CEO's away. Um, it might be for a couple of days, it might be for a couple of weeks. They can put their um, their space back into a pool um, and it can be private or public, so it can only be locked down to a certain user group, so it might be just some other senior staff that can use that space um, or it could be open to all the staff or it could be open to the public where you can you know create some revenue out of that space in a marketplace situation. Okay. Um, it could also just be that um, you know staff are coming in three days a week, like, like yeah. in this return to work, and and then there's a space available Thursday, Friday, for instance, um, and that can be used by someone that's coming in on Thursday, Friday. So we do it in two different ways. We do it where you can book a space, which is the traditional way of doing it, um, but we also do it in a drive-up situation. So we can show the spaces that are available to the staff, um, and they can see that as they're leaving home. And 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 take a space in in the car park, knowing that there's spaces available for them. So you kind of book it in advance, like you book it in advance, and say, "Yep, I'll have that. I'm coming in on Wednesday. That's my spot. That'll make it easy for me because I can pick up, get home earlier, and pick up the kids from daycare." That's that's the first that's the first option, and it's the option that most people fall to because it's it's a secure way of knowing they've got a space. Um, but some of our smarter uh, I wouldn't say smart is probably a, a, a tougher word, but it's some of our more, more advanced, yeah, yeah. more forward thinking, or innovative, <laughs> innovative super users. Cor- corporates are, are looking at it, how the best way to get utilisation out of those spaces. So in some situations, we're getting you know 150 staff through 30 spaces because they're using them in a drive-up way where we don't have to save the space, or we're not booking it for a day when it's only being used for two or three hours through that day. Yeah. Um, so we can. We can come up with, um, uh, so one of our customers uses a mixture, for instance, so you can book up to 20 spaces and then the other 50 spaces are what they call agile parking 
and they're just used by first first in first drinks. Who knew parking could even be agile? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Sarah Bell. And now let's hear a word from our sponsors. For almost 16 years, Direct Connect has made moving easy for over 1.2 million renters and homeowners by arranging connections to a wide range of services, from electricity and gas to internet and pay TV. With a national team of local account managers who are experts in the industry, Direct Connect are there to support your real estate business with competitive rewards for every successful connection, plus an industry-leading rewards program. The connection process is simple and Direct Connect's always-on guarantee ensures your customers will be connected on the day they move in. Direct Connect offers a range of market-leading suppliers and Direct Connect has now made it even easier than ever to send connections directly integrating with MRI Software's property tree. So in just a few clicks while processing a tenancy, you can send the connection details through and get your customers connected. To make the right connection and find out how Direct Connect can make moving easy for you and easy for your customers, visit agents.directconnect.com.au or call 1300-558-169. So I just want to get really clear that make sure we've kind of um, outlined our value properly. If I am a building owner at, at the moment, I have parking space under my building, in current thinking the value of that is that I rent that out to someone like a, a parking company and they provide me with a revenue stream. But COVID's kind of broken that quite considerably. And my options in the future are I can still rent it out to a, a parking company, but I could use, but they can use something like Ubi Park to make it more a, a better experience for my tenants. Or I can take on the management of the parking space myself and have a lot more of flexibility around how I'm managing my my parking. How am I going so far? Yeah, that, that's, yep. that's pretty close. It's, it's probably two types of parking deals that the property owner does with. It's a it's a straight out rent, and then the, um, uh, obviously the operator's paying that rent, and then they go out and do the best to, to make as much revenue as they can. Yep. Sometimes that misaligns with the building because, you know, a Wilson or a Secure are there to, to create revenue for their company, which it might be a little bit of a different agenda to what a Texas or a, or a Charter Hall, for instance, have around yep. the actual property. Well, you see that in hospitals, don't you? You see that where, like, you, you've got the ability, you know, people need to be there for a, a period of time or for a long period of time and sometimes parking stations can be completely punitive around that crisis situation of, of needing to be at hospital for a long time. Yes, but there's not there's not one hospital that rents out there or leases out there no. their parking. It's um, each hospital, the rates um, and the presentation and everything's actually under a management agreement with the with the operator and, and yes. it's totally in control. So Yeah, so there's a, a disconnect between goals. The operator gets a bit of a whack in the hospital sometimes because um, parking's expensive and, and the likes and charging the six obviously not um, um, you know, a great a great PR exercise. But no. uh, usually um, you know, with PPP when something like Peter Mac in Melbourne or, or a lot of the New South Wales and Queensland hospitals have had um, a PPP where parking revenue is actually um, a big way of, of getting the, the, the hospital built. So the, the billion dollar hospital building in Melbourne with BCCC and Peter Mac is, is then funded out of the parking revenue. 
Right. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm sorry I got us diverted on hospitals, but let's go back to, um, so as a building owner, I've got the ability to um, take it under my own control if I want to and give my tenants a better experience. And if I'm a tenant or a, a, a driver or a visitor to that building, my experience is, is that I can probably see the space that I'm going to be parking in in advance and book it. And it's going to make my life easier in that I'm going to know where I'm going and I'm I'm not going to have to have a ticket, lean over and pull them. I always fall out of the window because <laughs> I've got, I'm short. So um, I'm not going to have that horrible ticket experience and I'm not going to be standing behind seven people at the parking machine when I absolutely have to get out of there to, to pay my parking. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think the, the big thing is customer experience. So by having the digital solution, you're not lined up at a at a pay station, as you said. You know, seven seven or eight deep waiting for that to happen. You're not worried about tickets jamming and 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 the machines going down. It's uh, it's a lot more um, better experience for the user. I think in in the COVID world, it's a Windows up solution if you're using the app, um, so you don't have to wind your window down. So you're completely COVID safe. Um, so which is driving a lot of our demand at the moment. Um, there's a lot of operational efficiencies in this. So uh, whether it's been used by the operator to, to run the car park or it's been used by, by the property owner, uh, we've digitised the entire, entire you know, transaction. So things like monthly parking, people just apply online, they ticket terms and conditions, there's your contract done, yeah, um, and then they just download the app and they're ready to start. Um, uh, whereas you know, currently you, you do a contract, you do a pro, it's, it's scanned and... Send it as a PDF and make you print it out and take a photo of it with your phone and then send it back. It's such an efficient process. <laughs> Not. That's right. You, you've got to get the passcard then programmed in. You've got to get the the uh, the user into the accounting system for invoicing and things like that. So this just automates that whole process, making it um, um, completely completely automated. Cool. So how big is Ubi Park, Mostyn? How how long have you been going for and 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 what? What are some measurements around you guys? Yeah, we're six years old now and um, we're a staff of uh, 13. It's growing. It's growing a fair bit this year. I mean, the demand here in Australia has been has been great, but we've also started to expand overseas. So um, we're seeing, you know, we've just made our first sales into, the, into New Zealand and the United States and, and looking at some great opportunities in South Africa, Philippines and the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so the business... Uh, off the back of COVID has, has really been fast-tracked. And we're already looking at trends like remote working prior to COVID. So we had solutions already set up and, and now they're becoming obviously under a high demand. Because mm, remote and flexible working requires remote and, well, requires flexible parking. Yeah. 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 Well, to me, to me it's, it's been fast-tracked. We, we thought that people, well, if we go back prior to COVID hitting, um, you know, about forty percent of the tenants' spaces in the in the um, office car park were being wasted. Mm. So, you know, you can imagine there was still already some flexible working. So Mondays and Fridays were always reasonably quiet in the office, as we know. Probably Tuesday, eleven o'clock is the busiest time um, in the office pre-COVID. So we know there was already a lot of space. You know, a company like um, Telstra was spending you know five million dollars per annum outside. The, um, the office in overflow parking and just to use their base, spaces more efficiently, you know, we, they forecast that we'd save them $2 million pre-COVID. 
Um, wow. Obviously, they've cancelled the, the entire five million now. Um, yes. uh, so they're saving all that. But they're the, they're the, that was happening prior. The, the spaces were just being wasted, not using using it properly. Exactly the same as your remote, remote working uh, or remote desk um, type of so hot desking solution type of scenarios. So we were we were mirroring the hot desking solution with parking. Okay, so so how did you come to start up Ubi Park? What's your background? I'm a parking geek, Carl. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> um, live, and, live and breathe it. It's, um, it's funny, you don't grow up wanting to be a parking person, but um, <laughs> once you get in it, it's, uh, it's hard to get out. So I've been in the industry 23 years, um, a variety of jobs with uh, Wilson Parking originally managing car parks. So I've, I've done everything from stamping early birds on roofs to, to running um, operations here in Australia and New Zealand. Um, I then got into the technology sales and I was selling products like Ski Data, Shot and Barkman, um, and parking guidance solutions like Index that you see in our shopping centres. And mm-hmm. I was tasked in my last role before Ruby Park is finding solutions from around the world to bring back into, uh, we were selling into Australia, New Zealand, and the Philippines. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I saw for the first time a solution where um, a phone could open a barrier. Um, at the time, my, my, um, the company I was working for wasn't interested and I thought it was, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial no spirit <laughs> and um, it was the right idea to, to go and kick it off and, and have a crack myself. Awesome. So, so what's your charging model? Yeah, so we've got a, um, you know, there's some small upfront fees depending on what, what we're doing. You know, some, some, there is some hardware that goes into uh, either the barriers or the, the roller doors or sliding gates. Uh, and then we have a SaaS model. So we've got a, some product license fees and some transaction fees based on what we're doing. So it's it's very cost effective to, you know, so some of the um, parking equipment that people are putting in, it's very expensive, the license plate recognition cameras, which we can utilise if they're in, and, and we, we do um, in a lot of sites. But if you're looking to weigh that up against, um, say, the Bluetooth solution, it's um, you know, it's about five or six times less. Right. Wow. Okay. So if you've already done a big investment in infrastructure in your car park, it's not going to go to waste. You can add this into it. But if you haven't, then it's a more affordable way to go ahead. Correct. Yeah. So then it's horses for courses too. So the idea is that flexibility um, not every building is going to be the same and they're the same requirements. So we, we have like a matrix that you can pick and choose from that can be plugged in and out. So we've integrated in with around 50 different um, technology solutions, not just parking. So, you know, all the, one of the parking systems, one of the parking guidance in our smart city solutions, we're doing a lot of stuff with enforcement solutions. Um, uh, yeah, so there's, there's lots of different, you know, you can integrate into CR, CRMs and, um, uh, BI tools and the likes that uh, any of the customers may want to use. So enforcement, that means if I booked in for two hours and I stay for two hours and five minutes, you're going to charge me extra or, uh, or, yeah. or send me a, a fine? Or? Oh, just, just, just so you get a quick eye. I'm not charging you for you. No, okay, all right. I'll, I'll help take it. Um, no. someone, someone else will set it. But, uh, no, the, um, you know, like in an on-street solution in a smart city world, so, you know, if you pay for parking on the street, you do a start-stop transaction. We need to send that information up to the enforcement officer. So um, those integrations where we're passing licence plate details and payment details through to the enforcement solution. 
Okay. So so Ubi Park is not just for um, big commercial buildings or apartment buildings. It's actually also for uh, on-street parking. Yeah, we've got a, a digital solution for the entire ecosystem, which is what's unique around our platform. It's um, There's not a lot out there to cover the entire lot. So we've got... That's what we talked about. That's so uh, you know that pay by phone solution that you know Melbourne. It's uh, it's you know it's, it's Easy Park and Paystay and Seller Park up in Brisbane. Um, that solution is available. So if you don't have any barriers, if you've got an open air lot, we can we can do a parking transaction and control that. We do digital permits where we use the license plate as your permit. So you know it replaces window stickers and all sorts of things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah, we've got online booking solutions. Um, yeah, we've got the drive-up solutions, obviously, you know, the one that's driving the most demand for us, whether the, the, the app will open a boom gate. Um, but for everything you can think of, uh, we've just created a solution um, as part of a Transport for New South Wales initiative where we've got a, a street sign scanner on the app coming next week. So you'll be able to scan the sign on the street and they'll tell you whether you can park there or not. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um and if I've got it in my phone, in my car, um, appropriate use of mobile phones in cars, notwithstanding, but is it going to help direct me to a spot if I'm looking for one, if I'm a driver? Yeah, so the first thing, legally, uh, our app is, is legal if you use it in a cradle. So um, it's okay. a driver-assisted okay. application. So, mm-hmm. um, And the great news with what we're doing with Porsche is it'll become a car player. Uh, right. So you'll be able to use it in a dashing car. So that's... Well, I might have jumped the, the gun on that one, Kylie, but uh, I'm sure you know, the listeners that want to talk to us about the CarPlay app, I'm happy to talk to them about it. But that'll hit, that'll hit the market next year um, and Porsche um, will be our first customer utilising that. So um, that's great. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, we can show you live vacancy. We can show you all the parking information. Even things like high clearance is really important. So our aim with the search feature is to give people all the information they need to make a decision on where they're going to park. Mm-hmm. So they don't get to a place that's full or closed or they can't get into because the high clearance is too low for their van. Um, and that's that's where we have a real – and we navigate people to to the front of the car park. Um, so Google might navigate you to the street address, which might actually be the car park might be at the back of the building. So mm. we'll navigate you there. And that's that's how we have the, the positive impact of traffic congestion. Okay, Awesome. Okay, because I live in the inner city, like in the inner west of Sydney, and so car park. There's never any car parking around here. Anything you can do to fix that would be would be fantastic. So I've got a I've got a, a tricky question for you, Mustin. With the rise of Google and self driving cars, are we going to need car parks in sort of five to ten years? It's a, it's a funny question, Kai. I've, I've been the reason why Uber Park is set up the way it is is to actually um, take advantage of the, the autonomous vehicles. Um, so there's a couple of things I would say there. I think the driver at the moment is being made to be the problem mm-hmm. in, in our smart city solutions. So you'll see all these mobility as a service solutions that won't include the driver in the solution. But they're actually trying to get to that driver to get them off the road onto a, another mode of tra- a more sustainable mode of transport. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing in that mobility area is we're actually saying, let's make the driver or the motorist part of the solution and bring them into that. So that's the first thing that we're doing in that area. Um, but the autonomous vehicles will make our roads more efficient. Um, so we'll be able to utilise the road better. So that'll have a positive impact to congestion. 
But if we if we use them the same way we're using them now, that they could they have potential to actually increase congestion. Right. So um, if if I um, if if I own an autonomous vehicle, so it comes down to car ownership as well, then mm. and I drive to work and then I send it home and then it comes back and picks me up, it's doing four trips instead of two. Yep. Um, but the what we're looking at is that uh, we don't think the government's going to allow these vehicles to go um, very far without anyone in them uh, for that reason. And we think that the, the car park of the future is the service station, so somewhere where the autonomous vehicle can be stored overnight if it's not being used, it can be uh, recharged, it can be serviced, it can have tyres changed, it can be washed. Um, and they're going to need information and places, you know, somewhere around to be able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we think, you know, parking's a $700 billion industry worldwide at the moment. We see it growing year on year. Um, and I think the autonomous vehicle, i say three or four years ago, it had sort of more hype about it and, and there was a real push. But, you know, with what's happened with COVID, we're seeing people jumping back into the cars to get back into the office and off public transport, um, and that's going to obviously drive drive a little bit more in the in the early stages until we're comfortable to get back on on PT. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's there's I think autonomous uh, vehicles is something I'll be jumping on as soon as I can. And um, but it's we, there's a few things that need to happen for it to have the it's not the silver bullet to congestion, um, mm. and it won't kill car parks in the in the in the first instance. I don't think. Right, okay. As a real estate agent, you know you need to be doing more content marketing, but creating posts for social media, creating videos and reports is hard work, lots of hard work, and it takes time. So that's why you need Homeprezzo. If you're a typical agent posting one or two social media posts a week, Homeprezzo can save you between 75 to 100 hours a year. How many more properties could you sell if you had that time back? Homeprezzo can help you create engaging, informative videos about how the property market in your local suburb is performing. Plus, it makes creating suburb reports, rental videos for landlords, and social media infographics an absolute piece of cake. If you can type in a suburb or type an address, you can create a Prezzo using Homeprezzo in just a few minutes. Listeners to the PropTech podcast receive a 14-day free trial. Now, that's twice as long as the normal free trial. So go to homeprezzo.com.au and click the sign up button and use the code PropTech to get your extended free trial or click the link in our show notes. So give us an example of how you're working with um, with either uh, building owners or with a, with real estate agents. Yeah, so um, AMP Capital is probably a good one that uh, we've just put in up in Brisbane. Um, uh, uh, I mean, we're working across, obviously, all the different areas, but um, in the commercial real estate, we've provided um, A&P with a solution in, in two buildings up at, at Milton. Sun Super are the main tenant in there. They're looking for a solution to get people back into the office safely and, and flexibly with a, that shared environment. So that's providing a real added value back to to the tenant um, that's you know, now being able to get their um, their staff back into the office safely and their return to work plan. Um, we're working with companies like um, Hobart Airport, um, mm-hmm. where we're doing you know pretty much everything digital at Hobart. We do the taxi management solution, we do the online booking, um, we do a an account based solution for buses to pick up and drop off 
so there's all sorts of flexibility. Uh, we're also working with Charter Hall on a trial at Martin Place, um, similar around getting flexibility and allowing that agile parking to get more better utilisation out of that space. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, you know, most of the pro- awesome. major property owners are now looking at our technology, and I think that's mm-hmm. sort of been a shift since since the start of COVID. Yeah. So you guys, so Ruby Park was in the first reach Australia cohort or um, Asia Pac cohort. Tell us about your involvement in that program. Yeah, we were lucky enough, and I wasn't sure about it. And um, twelve months ago, uh, when we went into a college, but it's it's been an absolutely amazing experience. The Reach program. Um, I didn't know a lot about Reach and the NAR um, back then, and 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 how big the family is, and, and I know you're part of that, so you un- you understand that. But you know, for me. Um, you know, Shelley um, and the team that, that, have, that have sort of uh, run that program here in Australia, they've opened up a, a massive amount of doors but for Ubi Park. They've, they've definitely given us a lot of, uh, they've straightened us up and focused us a lot around mm-hmm. um, how we get our products in um, and then they've opened up doors you know, for, um, so we've, we've, we've done deals straight out of the, the REACH program. You know, Charter Hall um, was a, started with an introduction with Sheridan their CTO, a good chat, and then next minute we've got a solution, a solution in at one mutton place, which was which was amazing. That's a great. That's a great one. We're working at um, the one that's um, really exciting for me as a parking geek, uh, Kyle. Is um, Shelley's introduced us to a property developer in Manila, um, and they own the entire roads and and buildings, shopping centres, the whole lot, um, and they've given us a a blank, blank piece of paper to draw up a parking, uh, digital parking strategy for them and deliver that. So um, that, that's been amazing. But, you know, I'm not sure if it's – we've sort of missed out on some of the some of the events, obviously, in COVID, but in on the switch on the, on the other side of that is we've been able to – you know, we've, we've had introductions into um, people in the US, people in Hong Kong, people in Singapore, and, and we're looking at doing deals you know, across all those uh, countries with you know, large companies like Goodman's and um, uh, uh, Comfy and Siemens and, and, and stuff that we've, you know, we probably wouldn't have been able to get to by ourselves. Fantastic. So um, big shout out to all the guys at Reach. Howdy. Um, so what do you think the next five years hold in in real estate and the parking and, and where parking collide? <laughs> Sorry about yeah. the collide. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we're seeing real change. Um, so I think um, if I go back and you know, typical prop tech story, that it's it's always a little bit slower than you'd like to to be able to move or, or um, to to show the value to the to the property owner, for instance, in in the solution. But I think the mindset change since March is is making that a lot easier. Um, and there's definitely you know. They're, everyone's rethinking how they do everything, not just parking, obviously. Um, so I think there's, there's going to be a big push there. But for me, it's it's not a part. We, we see parking, single parking applications dying. But to me, it's integrating in with the smart property apps, the connected cars like we're doing Porsche, the mobility as a service apps. Um, so parking as a service, it should fit in that bigger ecosystem. So... We're in a lot of discussions with um, you know, companies like Equium and Host and Comfy um, around bringing parking into 
that solution. So it's part of um, it's part of the bigger smart property solution. So I think that's probably the big change. I think parking needs to sit in there, and people don't want to be downloading an application to do parking and then an application to open the door or or order their catering or book their their boardroom. Um, it also be done from the one platform. So what you're doing is you're white labeling things and incorporating it into bigger pieces of tech that that tenants are using or yeah we've got a, an integration and a white label so you won't see a lot of Ubi park um yeah you can download our app in store but that's that's not our focus our focus has been you know creating solutions for, for property owners that are white labeled and integrated into to bigger solutions so yeah for instance the porsche solution um is it, going to be branded porsche you the Arivo solution we do with RACV is branded Arivo, and they're just using our, our technology in there. We're having many discussions. We haven't done um, – we're very close to doing a couple in the prop tech space. Um, uh, we're working on a couple of big big projects. And we bring parking into that uh, to that bigger eco smart property application ecosystem, allowing you know, the tenant to be able to, to do everything from that one application. Well, who knew that parking could be sexy, Moston? <laughs> Well, I did. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to convince. It's hard to convince a lot of people, but um, I mean, it is a big. It is a big part of some of these buildings. So I think, you know, there is a focus for property managers and owners on it, but it, it's probably not as glamorous as some of the other areas of property. No, I think I think you've done a, a great job um, helping us understand the value of it to um, both the building uh, building owners and to 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 tenants and and. Um, and even to kind of the broader the broader world. So thank you so much for being on the PropTech podcast. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks, Guy. I really appreciate you having me. So that was Moston Howe from Ubi Park, a self-confessed parking junkie who has a great story for building owners. With COVID changing how we work, making us require more flexibility about when we come into the office and more anxious about using public transport, I think the work that Ubi Park are doing is perfectly timed. The old model of building owners having their parking space managed by third-party businesses or the parking being the really grungy basement of an elegant high-rise is truly ripe for disruption. The processes of giving people access to parking is typically slow, paper-based, inflexible and laborious, which is ironic because usually people drive because they want to get somewhere quick. And allowing these old models to continue is the underutilisation of a really valuable asset and also adding to the carbon load on the environment. I also love that they're working with existing building infrastructure and don't require a lot of hardware, that it's all literally in an app on a phone. If you're a commercial landlord or property manager, it's worth reaching out to Ubi Park to see how you could work together. So now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or drop me a line, either via email, kylie at realcontent.guru, on LinkedIn or Facebook. And you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes and Anchor. I'd also like to thank my audio support, Charlie Hollands, and the fabulous Jill Escudero, who makes this podcast possible, and our sponsors, Direct Connect, Making Moving Easy, Smidge Wines, Small Batch Handcrafted Wines, and Homepreso, now part of ActivePipe, and making email marketing easier than ever before. So thanks, everyone. Until next week, stay safe and keep on prop checking.